0: Here's your host, Alex Garrett,
1: and welcome inside to another edition of Alex Garrett podcasting. We will get to my conversation with Pastor Jay Unzaga in just a little bit. The uh, vice pastor of Good Shepherd Lutheran Weehawken, who had a incredible road trip to Nebraska. We'll get to that in a little bit. But before I get there, a couple of things if I were to ever empathize with you and, and, and see where you're coming from, I'd probably tell you, if I were in one of your shoes, I would understand. That's right. If I were in one of your shoes, I would understand. I, I want to see how that joke would come off in uh, audio. So that there you go. That Just a test run. Tell me what you think. Alex at AlexGNYC.com You can also text me, by the way. 206-426- 9884. That's Maybe I'll open up that phone line for you to call in one day. We'll see. But I want to see if people actually text it. 206-426-9884. Now, this week, as we're still reeling with gas prices and as we're still reeling with uh, President Biden and his idea for wind farms and, you know, making that in America but asking for oil to be imported here when I know we have a lot of rich resources underneath the ground. As as we're dealing with all that, and yes, we're dealing with the Ovalde P, uh, police chief uh, and the school police chief actually being fired, everybody's feeling that wrath, and, and they should. You had over 376 officers and nobody could do a damn thing. But here's the most interesting story of the week so far. As you know, uh, July 20th is the anniversary of the moon landing and in all these storylines i barely heard that mentioned once even in notifications today so i took it upon myself to google and do you know that buzz aldrin the second man to land on the moon has decided after deep consideration he writes to sell and auction off actually the jacket he wore on the moon, during the moon landing, which could land him and land the, I guess, Buzz Aldrin estate, he is 92, $2 million. That's right. He wants to utilize Sotheby's to auction off his moon landing jacket. Here's why it's interesting, because as you know, we seem to be feeling loss after loss after loss after loss. And when someone decides to say this in a press statement, After deep consideration, he writes, the time felt right to share these items with the world, which for many are symbols of a historical moment, but for me have always remained personal mementos of a life dedicated to science and exploration. The former astronaut also said, I hope that this collection offers some insight into what it has been like to be Buzz Aldrin. So at 92... The astronaut is selling his jacket. Of course, he's punched out a moon landing truther, which I think is badass, by the way. Um, But more than that, at 92, you wonder how his health is if he's deciding now to auction off these items uh, at Sotheby's. We pray for his health every day, of course. And here's the other thing about the moon landing. It's one of those we were first moments that we are losing out on. Okay, President Biden was in Massachusetts saying he wants to overtake China in the technological realm with the chips and what. okay. Passability says, okay. We want to be first. That's the mindset we should always have. Now, the problem is uh, President Trump went about America first the wrong way some of the time. Ultimately, what July... 20th 1969 said is America is first and will always be first in the world and in our hearts this day every year should be honored to honor that America first mentality that should be embraced to be first to lead the way not fall behind. And so when President Biden today says, we want to overtake China, yes, we do. We want to be first in everything again. And not have inflation at 9.1%. And not have gas prices through the roof. And not ask Saudi Arabia for oil. We want to be first. We should be first. And it's okay to put America first. And both presidents have not done that. Maybe through policy, Trump did. But on that, he did not, at the end of the day, for three and a half years, he did, but he did not, his full term, put America first. President Biden has not done that. So when I hear him say, we want to overtake China, that gives me a lot of hope that in his remaining term, he would like to make us first. I got to give him credit there for saying that today. But one of the men who did truly put America first by landing on the moon, Buzz Aldrin, auctioning off his $2 million moon landing jacket. Well, it's actually just his moon, ja- moon landing jacket, Memento. But Sotheby's and appraisers believe it could fetch $2 million. And we'll see how far that, what that gets, uh, what that gets the person buying it. Like, oh my God, imagine being the, the person buying it and how the estate, and how Buzz Aldrin will benefit from this auction when he's alive. But if he's selling his stuff now, his mementos now at uh, 92, we consider his health now. Because people only do that when they feel like there's some sort of end coming. In in what I've you know, noticed over the years. But now without further ado here on Alex Garrett Podcasting, I want to get to my conversation with Pastor Jay Unzaga about the health of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church Weehawken and about putting God on the road on his motorcycle.
2: All right, well, on this special edition of Alex Care Podcasting, you know, one day I will bring the former pastor, our beloved Pastor Birgit, on this podcast all the way from Germany. I'll make sure that happens. But here at Good Shepherd Lutheran uh, Weehawken, we have now our vice pastor, Pastor Jay Yunzaga. First of all, Pastor, we've known each other for a few years, and uh, thanks for joining my podcast after all this topic.
0: Of course, my very pleasure. Thank you, Alex, for having me.
2: And I know that we uh, we have spirited conversations about the direction of the church, which is healthy, right? I mean, we have to have those uh, discussions on where the church goes next after pastor. But today's conversation is about a summer journey you just took called God on the Road. And, um, that's right. you know, there's so much to talk about with that. Let's get started on it. So you do this journey, you fill us all in at church, and I was very curious about it. So tell us what God on the Road is about.
0: Sure. God on the Road is a motorcycle trip that I do every year, and I visit people connected to church. And the idea behind it is to see what God is up to out in the world during the summer months and it's truly a blessing and a great opportunity for me to meet a lot of cool people.
2: And I know that it it must take you on a spiritual journey. Is this an annual trip you do or is it
0: something new? It is an annual trip that I do uh, and I prepare questions ahead of time to start conversation with folks. And it has the, The physical dimension of riding 400 miles a day, it has the social dimension of meeting people that I haven't met before half of the time, and it has the spiritual dimension, as you mentioned, of beginning communion with God.
2: I mean, that that is extremely important, and do you roll through towns that sometimes don't embrace God, that you feel like you're bringing the message to them, in a different way that they've never heard before. Um yes,
0: I mean I think that roughly half the people that I meet with are not churchgoers. They might have grown up in the church and be connected to church but as adults they don't go to church. So I think that's an opportunity for me to to meet them and to connect those folks back to you know their home church or their faith or or just to remember where they used to go to.
2: And, you know, it's interesting you say that some of them are not churchgoers. We're talking about Middle America, which, you know, in the back of everybody's mind, goes to church. So did you find – I mean, Nebraska is a little bit above the Bible Belt, but did you find that in those areas you'd expect churchgoers – There were not uh, as many as we would believe, or was there still a a strong faith base as you went further south?
0: Well, I think that was one of my questions, actually, on this trip. Uh, I prepared three questions ahead of time to spark conversation with the people that I meet. And the second question that I had on this trip was, what have been the missed opportunities the church has had in the last 60 years? And I ask that question because uh, churching and going to church has been in decline since 1860. So I'm sure you and your listeners may point to a church that they know that has a lot of people on Sundays, and and that's you know fine and true. But as a whole, churching in general, it's been in decline since 1860, and the practice of going to church is. Uh, Unusual Nowadays So if you are a Churchgoer today Your circle Of friends Or acquaintances Will judge That as Unusual Instead of What everybody Does And that's Also true In the middle Of the country And the Bible Belt
2: You know Pastor Jay We talk about This a lot About getting People back To church And I feel Like a journey Like that Could help Make that Happen Through you Spreading the Word on Your motorcycle
0: Yes, I think it's a good opportunity and also a good opportunity to do, you know, self-search and and acknowledge the mistakes that we have made along the way. Um, So that question that I had for this trip about missed opportunities, it was a good way to ponder and look back at what things the church as a whole uh, could have done differently. So today we'll be in a better position.
2: Do you think that the church has missed opportunities in the last two years with COVID? We saw success at our church, but was there a missed opportunity there as well for the church to grow amidst this chaos and this pandemic?
0: I think it also speaks about the different generations will see different missed opportunities in a different way. For example, those who are baby boomers will see things different as Gen X's or as millennials in terms of new Opportunities.
2: Do you feel like your trip uh, got on the road helped bring spirituality back to people that, you know, may have lost it the last couple of years?
0: I think it's a boost uh, not only for the people that I met with, but also the people who follow the journey online because I post uh, the journey in the social media platforms of Good Shepherd. Uh, it always amazes me to hear feedback from people uh, when I'm on the road or when I come back. This year, and it happens, thanks be to God, every year now uh, that I be on the road and someone who is following the journey, who is connected to Good Shepherd or to me or, or who knows me, he or she will reach out to me on, on social media and ask me to visit them and if I can go to their town. So this time around, I went to Nebraska. Coming back, someone reached out to me, asking me if I could visit her family in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and I said, well, I, I couldn't do it this time around, but I committed to her to make the goal on the road, 2023 to Atlanta through the Smoky Mountains. But I love that connection of people that can see me on the road and see that I'm, you know, as a pastor going and having faith-based conversations and the desire to have me closer to their own families, it almost makes me think about those stories in the New Testament with the Apostle Paul, you know, being sent to meet with different families and people and bring the good news and, and share more of our faith.
2: I know you mentioned uh, Apostle Paul. He seems to be a very big inspiration for you.
0: You know, when you read the Apostle Paul and when you read, you know, the Gospels, the message is go, you know, go and preach, go and evangelize, go and bring the good news, go and heal, go and forgive sins, go and do stuff. But 2,000 years later, as churches, we say, come, come to church, come to the church event, come to... You know, the church dinner or picnic, come to Bible study, but we don't say go. So I think that a trip like God on the road allows me to be in that same bandwidth of going and meeting people where they are and not expecting them to come to me if to come to church. And also the way I present myself, because as you can imagine, you know, riding a motorcycle, I'm not wearing my church attire. I'm, you know, riding a motorcycle to the country. I'm, you know, dirty from the road. Half the people, if not more, that I meet, they don't know me. They've never seen me before. So they just see a biker, you know, coming off the road, and they just extend me hospitality because they know that I'm a pastor. They know that I'm connected to someone they love. And it's that link that I find so powerful and so meaningful in terms of the early stages of Christianity as the Apostle Paul and others went out and met people in different towns.
2: You know, you guys do a great job at Good Shepherd Lutheran Weehawken of uh, continuing a tradition which was doing those, uh, you know, nights during the Christmas week to sing. I forget the name for a minute, but, you know, you go to people's houses and you sing with them. Uh, to keep them company during the holiday season at the Christmas time. I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And uh, and I feel like that has the same spirit of this. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there's another, uh, It's like uh, on the other coast in California, there's another rolling pastor, Greg Laurie. He, in fact, writes a lot about how he's on this motorcycle a lot. So I've got to connect you guys up because you might have some yeah. better, uh, stories to
0: share. Absolutely. Uh, there's actually quite a bit of uh, us Lutheran professors who write. Uh, I know that in my last trip last year to Maine, uh, the Bishop of the New England Synod of the Lutheran Church is also a biker. So we were trying to connect last year. Uh, so it's it's quite a number of us who are on this journey of writing and, and bringing the good news.
2: Now, I have to ask you this. Um... Do you, do you drive carefully, I guess? Or do you find yourself motoring down the turnpike? Or, like, how's your driving on the motorcycle?
0: Well, I I have the Holy Spirit as my co-pilot. So I, I ride with confidence.
2: And how, it must be fun, that alone, because you know that the journey is with him. And so you feel like he's sort of, you're driving the angel the whole trip, don't you?
0: I'm sorry, what was that?
2: I said, I feel like he must, you must feel like he's your guardian angel that whole trip because I'm sure you're speeding a little bit to get to where you got to go. So I'm sure that um, you're feeling his spirit every uh, every step of the way there.
0: Yes, uh, motorcycling is dangerous by nature. And because of my schedule, as I mentioned, it's a week or 10 days long and I have a, a set destination and I need to come back to New Jersey that I arrive I to rain quite a bit on these trips. And that's something I would not recommend. Uh, but in my case, it's, it's what I have to do. So uh, oh. it, it does give me solace to know that, you know, God is with me. Uh, uh, although I, when it rains too hard, i got to stop and, and wait out. Well, I was going to
2: say, so how many rest stops did you take or did you take this time around?
0: Well, as I mentioned, I ride about 400 miles a day. So I leave early in the morning. I try to be on the road by 8. And I stop about every 100 miles for, you know, gas, you know, just to stretch my legs. And I usually meet with people for lunch and dinner. So I will leave in the morning from someone's house, arrive 200 miles, meet with someone else for lunch. Then ride 200 more miles and meet for someone else for dinner, and sometimes stay with that person overnight, and then leave in the morning again.
2: Very cool. And um, do you about? It sounds like you do a Bible study every rest stop, right? So you kind of bring your Bible with you,
0: and you yes.
2: talk with them.
0: Uh, well, the in the. In the conversations that I have with people, when I meet with people for lunch and dinner, as I mentioned, half the people, not more, I haven't seen, i never met before. So some of the conversation is to catch up and to learn about who I am and for me to learn about who they are and how they connected to people from church is usually someone's parent or someone's adult child or someone's cousin or Ooh. someone's aunt. Uh, and then in the conversation, I transitioned to the questions that I have for that year. So this year, the first question was, "What's your earliest church memory?"
2: You asked that in church. I remember that, and I, I was saying I didn't really say that loud, but mine is actually the Easter egg hunt that uh, Pastor Virgant would always do.
0: That's great. And that was yeah, one of my that's first. A memory. It's,
2: it's cool to think back on that and, and look back on that now. I do want to switch gears for a minute and talk about Good sure. Shepherd Lutheran Weehawken because I know you're working hard. We're all working hard to keep you know, our little church going, and um, the prospects look really good, don't they? So for people listening from the community, give us an update on what's going on. Uh,
0: well, I can tell you that our church council is you know, hard at work looking uh, to have our new pastor in place as soon as possible. And we are engaged in conversations to see if someone can be a good shepherd before the end of the year. So I hope that you and your audience will keep us in, your, in, in their prayers as we continue to get closer and closer to that day where we will be able to welcome the new pastor.
2: Senator is, is uh, having their eye on this. How, how important is that for us?
0: As Lutherans, we have the blessing of having a good Structure and a good institution that the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, and and we and We are part of uh, the New Jersey Synod that gathers all the Lutheran churches in New Jersey, and our Bishop Bishop Tracy Bartholomew, it's a devoted leader and a great inspiration to us all. And she, with her staff, is you know working tirelessly. To get us the best possible candidate for the future of Good Shepherd and the mission that we do.
2: Now, I, I gotta ask you this. Uh, you don't motorcycle from church to church on Sunday, but for those who don't know, Pastor Jay does come from Glen Rock all the way to Weehawk. And I never know how much of that trip is like an hour away or what's the distance between your two churches? It's that's about a half an hour drive.
0: Uh, so I have to leave uh, Good Shepherd in Glen Rock where I pastor uh, right after shaking hands on Sunday morning, and then I get to Good Shepherd in Weehawken right before noon when worship begins.
2: Well, that is, uh, and you get right there on time, I, I believe. So that's always impressive. Now. your main duties are at Glen Rock as pastor. Your main pastoral role is there. Um, But I feel like you've taken Good Shepherd Lutheran Weehawken on as a second full-time. Does it feel like that to you as well, or how are you balancing both churches out?
0: Well, my official role at Good Shepherd and Weehawken is to be the vice pastor, which means uh, I'm the pastor that works with the church council and makes sure that everything is Done orderly and I'm also the pastor for any pastoral emergency like a funeral or baptism or anything like that. And my, my responsibility is also to teach uh, any kind of class like confirmation, first communion and book. Thanks. Now, that being said, above that, I, I do try to be of service to the people of Good Shepherd, and, and I care for them deeply. So during the summer months, I've been going there to preach, as you know we talked a minute ago. And I go on Sunday mornings now and preach, and I've been playing the guitar as well, as we're looking for a new musician so it's something that I do uh, with joy because uh, Pastor Solano, who was the last pastor at church, she was my mentor when I got ordained uh, a couple of years ago. And she and her ministry and her legacy are near and dear to me.
2: You know, Leanne and Marjorie and the council, they're all keeping this church going in, in, in the spirit of Pastor Solano. And I would include you in that as well. But on this journey, um, did, did you think about Weehawken at all on this journey or even Glenlock, like your your congregations, did they come up in your mind as you are rolling? I know you said you represent us on the road. So what impact do your home churches have when you do these journeys?
0: Well, Of course, you always carry the people with you. Uh, and one of the things that this trip hopes to achieve Uh, for me and to those who are following the journey online, is to see God's work and the mission of the church as larger than our congregations themselves. Um, Because sometimes in the life of the church, it's easy to get too focused on your own church and your own things and, and your own needs. There being in Glen Rock or in Weehawken. But this trip is an opportunity for all of us to allow us to see God out in the world and the breadth and length of God's ministry and God's power in the world that includes, you know, all the churches together and, and, and all the world as a whole. So as, uh, as I go through the journey, go through the country and the motorcycle, I'm always in awe uh the power of God and the presence of God that reaches from east to west, from north to south. And it's a privilege to think about Good Shepherd in Glenrock and Good Shepherd in Weehawken as two different corners of the kingdom of God in this, you know, wholeness of God's presence.
2: What is the key ingredient? Because I know you've mentioned other churches around that, you know, Jersey have not, Fared so well during this pandemic. So, the key ingredient to Glenrock and to Good Shepherd Lutheran Weehawks in my home church, surviving is
0: I think that the the pandemic has been a good challenge for our churches to gather together, better to resources and our faithfulness up front and weather this difficult time together. And, and I think that. Oh, okay, roads are coming stronger on the other end.
2: One more question, because I know that you had everybody in there, in your thoughts and prayers. But does it does it ever get lonely? You know, I know, and God's with you every step of the way, obviously. But you're human, so does it ever get lonely on the road, or do you ever do you manage to find time to be with, you know, people along the way, or was there any downtime for you, any? Any alone time
0: on on the way to, to reflect as well. On a motorcycle, you have a lot of time to reflect and ponder, especially if you're 100 miles a day. Uh, a moment that comes to mind right now is uh, riding back east. And uh, I was in west, I'm sorry, western in uh, Nebraska, and I started coming back east, going through the sand and, and hills in northern Nebraska. And it's just a unique landscape. And, and you're just riding yourself on a road with almost no traffic. And, and it's uh, almost contemplation, meditation opportunity on a motorcycle to really be on uh, your thoughts and with your heart and with your face. And oh, no, I think that while it's alone, for you know, a week or 10 days, I was just looking forward to being back with my family and my wife, my kids.
2: Well, thanks so much for these uh, few minutes here. It, uh, it was it was definitely an inspirational conversation. I feel like you called a lot of inspiration from the road. So thank you for sharing. And if you have, in the last couple of minutes here, any powerful stories that we didn't get to on the road, I want to include that here before we're done today.
0: Uh, sure. I mean, a, a lot of cool stories. I mean, on a side note, other than being a cancer and a motorcycle rider, I'm a volunteer firefighter. And when, when I was in Nebraska, my host <clears throat> told me to go to the local firehouse for a brush fire. You can imagine, you know, the flatlands.
2: More of that as uh, as the weeks go on. Maybe just as your series goes on, come back every Monday during the series and let me know, uh, let the audience know what you talked about as a recap. I'd love to do that. Actually,
0: well, let's talk about it on Sunday. Sounds like a good idea.
2: And I am so, and we're so glad that you're back home safely. Thanks be to God.
0: Thank you.
2: I'm Alex Garrett. We're always adapting. We're always trying to get. Um, the best voices on here, and uh, just please keep listening.